welcome to today's show. Today we have a very special guest with us, Miss Sammy Steele. How are you doing this morning? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I love that bam. <laughs> Man, if that just doesn't get your attention, I don't know what will. Well, you know how we answer the phones around here, right? Bam. Bam. Yeah. We, did you get the right place? I believe <laughs> so. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, you, Miss Sammy Steele, you are with the Midland Development Corporation, BRE Coordinator. I'm going to let you explain what that is and what you do. Yep. Well, BRE stands for Business Retention and Expansion. Awesome. I've been with Midland Development Corporation a little over a year now, and my role, I meet with local businesses. That's where that retention aspect comes in. And then I also help to recruit businesses outside of this area to Midland. That's where expansion Expansion. comes from. So developing the local economy. Yep. Diversifying and strengthening our local economy. Mm. Um, And then a large aspect of that is also just bettering life here in Midland. That's what I feel like I do often um, when I meet with our local businesses here already. How can we make it easier to thrive and have your business and your personal life thrive here? Yeah, because it's all connected. Yes. Yeah, it is. If a small business is thriving, uh, competition is great. You know, yep. there's there's a, a a lot of a lot going on, and life becomes better because of that, right? Yep. It's a, so I like what you said a while ago. Diversification. <laughs> diversify. <laughs> it's a good word, huh? It's it a good is. word. We need to really remember that here. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, because um, so since that's part of, I guess you're you're a charter, I guess you would say, um, and that's something that's much needed in the area. And I believe and I see it. It's happening. Little by little, Mm -hmm. you know, the saying, how do you eat an elephant? (laughs) One bite at a time. And I certainly feel that um, at Midland Development Corporation because we see the importance. I mean, obviously, we don't want to bite the hand that feeds Mm -hmm. us, which is the oil and gas industry here. I mean, that's very pivotal to so many of our businesses. And so, um, you know, that's just a huge attraction to this area. However, we want this area to be thriving and growing and building in 2050 and there on and then on and then on and then on. And so in order to do that, we have to think outside of just one particular industry, um, expand into other aspects of energy and just be thinking of other ways to develop West Texas and to capitalize on what we have here. Love it. Yes, exactly. Uh, because that's that's such an important part of stabilization. Right. Long term. Right. Um, you know, the, uh, if we can get other major industries like healthcare. Right. You know, some uh, manufacturing. You know, some technolo- te- technology. Uh, yeah. We need some technology here. And I, you know, there's there's some, and it's coming. Yeah. You know, so big because we got a lot of space. We do. We have a lot yeah. of aerospace here <clears throat> for companies yeah. now. That's been um, a a large part of MDC's contribution to the community is just diving into incentivizing aerospace and space companies to come to West Texas. Cause like you said, we've got a lot of space. space. We've got a lot of good weather. (laughs) We have a similar workforce. I mean, it takes engineers to also build rockets. Well, we've got two times the engineers here in Midland just because of the oil and gas industry. And so If people are ever getting tired of that industry, there will be jobs yeah. um, in aerospace here. I think that's so cool. 
Right? Yeah. We're getting into the space. Yeah. And then, you know, Midland is so geographically centralized mm -hmm. when it comes to all these other spaceports around us. And so that's another big draw for aerospace yeah. companies is we are smack dab in the middle between all of these spaceport hubs around us, which huh. is cool. It's so great, perfect location, perfect timing. Yep. You know, for technology catch up with uh, where we're at yeah yeah so that must be exciting for you yes it is cool and you know this i'm getting to see it from such a deeper lens and to really just dive into the nitty-gritty of it because i had done stories with it when i was working at news west nine and i feel like i had scratched the surface of learning about some of the aerospace companies that we had here but it's great to see it from the beginning to the end or be part of those beginning yes. stories now um, at MDC. That's a great that's a great point because, and I want you to get into your, your history here because I think it's, it sets you up perfect for what you're doing now, right? The, you're, you're inquisitive and it's just not a pop in, what's going on, and then you go tell that piece. But yeah. now you're seeing the entire from head to start yeah. to, to finish. So tell us a little bit about your, your uh, when you were an anchor, and a reporter. Yep. And then how that is translating now to what you're doing. Yep. Well, I never thought that I was not going to be in front of the camera. I mean, that's what I went to school for. That's, you know, I went to high school thinking that's what I was going to do. Went to college thinking that's what I was going to do. Came out here. I uh, was no longer long distance with my now husband. And I was like, all right, we'll be here for just a little bit. And then I'll go off to my next market. Yeah. And I fell in love with journalism because you it's part of your job to be curious. Mm -hmm. And I'm naturally a very curious person. And then my husband would say, you're also a little bit of a pot stir, but like you can be a pot stir <laughs> in a productive way. And oftentimes that's what journalism does. You know, right. you get that front seat to history, but you also get to ask the hard questions. And as you know, you there's not a lot of people that always get that freedom in asking tougher questions. And so that's been really, that that's why I fell in love with news. And then also you meet so many different people and it really felt like a calling to just ask people about themselves because so often you're, you know, in the hustle and bustle of every day that you don't really get a chance. And even if it was five minutes for an interview or it was a sit down interview that went into, you know, 30 minutes or so, you don't necessarily, there's not a lot of people that have that time to just reflect right. and talk about their situation or themselves. And so I loved being able to have that opportunity and to feel out their story and where I wanted to take it and all of those things. And then I also feel like it's just when you're empathetic, that comes naturally. You start to cheer on this person or want what's best for them, or you're cheering on a situation. So you know you've got a bad guy in front of you and you want to put them on the hot seat a little bit yeah. because you have good people behind you that you've heard all of these situations and now it's your time to 
press them a little bit. Um, But then at the end of the day, it's really just about relationships Mm -hmm. in journalism. And so when I was looking for a job that was going to be a little bit more stable in my schedule and financially, and I knew we were going to be in Midland long term, it was time to look elsewhere. And Midland Development Corporation, I had done stories with them in the past, and I wasn't as aware of what they do um, because it is kind of confusing. I mean, even when my job was to understand it in the news, it still is like, wait, what What? exactly are you doing? And um, I was told it's really all this role, a BRU coordinator would be in charge of just developing relationships. And in my head, I was like, that is the easiest part of my job. I love that part because, you know, I'm used to like lugging around my big old camera and having crazy turnaround and all sorts of just chaos around me constantly. And I was just going to have the gift of time and developing relationships with people. And so it seemed like a good opportunity. And so little by little, that's what I've done. And it's been a a gift to be able to do it Monday through Friday. I like have holidays now. I forgot what that was like. (laughs) I spent like Easter with my family this year. And I was like, this is the first Easter I think I've spent with family in probably six or seven years. I mean, it's just a different world. Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's been a really, it's been a pleasant adjustment because it's slowed down a little bit and it's just been, it's been refreshing. Absolutely. And you still get to do Yes. Fulfill your purpose. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So after I have these conversations with local businesses and I hear their story and everybody has a unique or special story Mm -hmm. that led them to why they started the business or why they took over the business and to just hear them out for a little bit, it's, they need to kind of get stuff off their chest, I feel like. Ah. And so that's what is helpful at these visits. And then also Midland is growing so, so fast Mm -hmm. and we have grown so fast that we have some growing pains. I know. Shocking. You're probably (laughs) new news to you, huh? Um, But these growing pains, in order to address them, you have to understand them. And so the best way to understand them is having these conversations with are entrepreneurs who know these situations best because they're dealing with it day in and day out. They're living it. They're living it. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, they're living their story. Yep. You know, and you're getting the story out and, you know, so the, the end, well, I guess there's not an end result, but what it produces. Yeah. Right. Is you get to know the small business. Yeah. Front lines. Yep. As much as we can. Yeah. And so with the, all that information, what do you what do you do with it? What do you come out with it? So it depends on what kind of I go into these visits with a set amount of questions that I ask them. You know, what's the challenges that come with owning a business here? What are your pain points and high points? What concerns do you have for the future? What are your workforce trends? Um, And then we take that information and I confidentially share it with our board each month and with a few city council members. So I'll never say, bam, I visited with the BAM Entrepreneurial Center. I will say, 
business, two of the businesses I talked to this month, you know, they said that workforce was their biggest issue and this is why, yada, 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 those kind of things. Um, Because, you know, leaders are human and Midland is a big, small town. And so I feel like leaders have their little circles of the community. And you might think you have a great understanding of what businesses are experiencing, but this is just a way to be very intentional and give a generalized perspective about what our entrepreneurs are dealing with. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So you can get a ground, ground view you know, like a perspective. Yep. You know, soldiers on the ground. Right? Yeah. <clears throat> Boots on the ground. What's going on? Right. You know, okay, well, we're having this issue. Yeah. As a larger entity, how do we help solve this issue that a lot of business owners are having? Yeah. You know, so it's about solving problems. Yep. For the community. Yeah. You know, to make things better. Yeah. Right. I think that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, I'll never share something that would hurt a business. I would just share something that would advocate for that business to help address those issues because it's hard running a business. I mean, that's something I learned very quickly in this role. Mm -hmm. Uh, Running a business is not for the, you don't just, yes, you're your own boss, but man, you're your own boss 24 seven, seven days a week. You've got people to take care of, mouths to feed, I mean, when it comes to like logistics with QuickBooks, when it comes to scheduling, when it comes to supply chain issues. Oh, and then you throw a global pandemic in there. Uh, I mean, it is just constantly pivoting and it can be really exhausting. And so sometimes you just need someone to be like, hey, I see you. I hear you. And we appreciate you. And if that's just one simple, you know, hour conversation with me. Great. Yeah. Um, it goes a long ways. Yeah, we we hope so. We hope so. I think so. It's, it's the human element. Yeah. Right? It's the human connection because, I, like you said, Midland's a, a big, small city. Yeah. Right? So just like in any other city, you get things get lost. Right. People fall through the cracks. Right. You know, it's, we don't have a perfect system. Yeah. You know, but that extra reaching out to right. some could make the difference. Right. You know, uh, if it's just like a... A business is like just we're people mm-hmm. made of people yeah right and people uh sometimes feel unseen and unheard yeah like, oh, what am i even doing here yeah you know this isn't worth it well maybe that one conversation can flip that around right you know right. and then that positive mindset leads to other positive things happening yeah. so okay okay we can do this yeah you know there's yeah. an actual community out here where we can do this yeah you know i've, I've had several guests here on the podcast to where um they don't see competition as competition. You know, you go to business school and you do your competition. Right. You know, you got to size them up and you got to smack them down and you know, <laughs> dominate, right? Which, yeah, you want to be the best, right? Everybody, right. you know, why are you in this? You can be best? competitive. Yes, you know. Um, but a lot of them are, you know what? If my competitor fails, that means overall we're failing. Right. So mm. what can we do to support our competition and have a healthy relationship with that? Right. You know, so that's something that's been refreshing when I'm, I'm interviewing uh, small business owners mm-hmm. in the area. That's something that's been a constant that's come out. Right. This, um, Cassandra Santillan, she owns uh, Santillan Barber and Beauty School. I'm hmm. not school. Sorry, that's coming. <laughs> but studio. <laughs> okay, okay. And she was like, I don't have competition. Hmm. I, don't, I don't have competition. I, I, have, I have friends. You know, we're I all in this like together. That. 
Yeah. You know, because there's plenty out there for everybody. Yeah, there is. You know, there's and they're more so. Right. Right. So right. How, what you do is you just work on yourself and what you do. Right. Your, the customer experience, you know, all, your customer service, right. which maybe that's something we get into in this area. Because that's <laughs> a certain, you know, that's an element that we need some help on. Right? <laughs> but that's what that's what differentiates. Yeah. You know, that and what, what value do you provide to your customer? Right. You know, right. and I feel that um, we're, we're starting to get that, that culture is is coming here it's getting here right because uh, like my business partner michael you go you go to dallas and you know they keep filling up his water right and he's mm. like hey you overachiever you know <laughs> what are you doing that's amazing <laughs> you know because it's, it's such a, a stark contrast mm. from here where you, you literally have to wave somebody down a yeah lot of times and we get it there, there's a lot going on uh there's you know there's it's just hard to maintain a staff yeah. in this area. You know, do you run into that a lot when you're talking to business owners? Is that like a concern of theirs? Yeah. Workforce is probably the number one issue that gets brought up. Workforce and quality of life, which plays into workforce. And I'll get into that in just a second here. But labor is tricky. Um, we are going to continue to have labor be an issue. And it's not just here in West Texas. It's across the United States. I mean, people are just not having babies like they once were. And so we are going to have some gaps in the workforce. Yeah. And we are going to continue to feel that um, moving forward. And so what you can do, what you can do um, moving forward is ensuring that the good employees that you do have you're holding on to and you are appreciating and you are making sure that even if there are other options that are itching at them well they're not even going to look that way because they know they're being treated right here they're being compensated and they're being valued in more ways than fiscally um and that's huge i mean how you treat your employees is a really big aspect um and People assume that's just in wage rates. Well, it's not. Yeah. I'm spoiler alert. Gen Z does. <laughs> they care obviously about how much they're getting paid, mm -hmm. but they also care about how much they're being treated and how well they're being treated. Right. And so um, that's just something to keep in mind when you are growing a team is to make it as safe and comfortable and a good place to grow um, for your employees, making yourself approachable and yes. being as taking time to also invest in yourself as a leader so that you know how to handle tough situations or tricky employees and things like that. Um, and then workforce, we it costs money to have nice things. Yeah. And I think sometimes that can be hard when you feel like money is already tight in your business, mm. but there's a certain quality that comes with a certain salary or, mm -hmm. and sometimes I think that can be hard to hear when you're getting frustrated about, you know, a lot of turnover or not finding good employees. A lot of that you've got to self-reflect and have kind of hard conversations with yourself or your business partner or your close team. Yeah. What can we do to make this position, these positions more attractive, less turn? Because it also costs a whole lot of money to keep training employees. Mm -hmm. And so um, <clears throat> that's something that 
I see quite a bit. Um, and then, you know, it's just hard to retain people here in West Texas because we tend to have a PR problem when people hear West Texas. They're like, what's in West Texas? Why would I go to Midland, Odessa? (laughs) And you have to change their perspective on it. You know, you have a lot of opportunity here, especially if you are young and driven, you will get an opportunity to climb that ladder much faster than you would in other areas. You have an opportunity to own a home sooner than you might in other communities. I mean, 83% of millennials here own homes instead of rent homes. Oh, wow. That's huge. You don't yeah. see that in other cities. No. You know, we also have a median age of 31 and it's getting younger. Well, that's younger than Austin, Denver, Dallas. So you're going to be around younger people. And then we also have a lot of transplants here. I mean, I'm a transplant. I grew up outside of Denver. And there's a lot of people that are like me here in Midland and just got to make the best of it. You got to grow where your feet are planted. Um, But that quality of life is really, it does impact employees staying out of business because they think, well, yeah, maybe I'm getting paid more in Midland, but I don't have as many parks that I can go to or as many shops or as many restaurants. And little by little, we're starting to invest in those aspects because we're seeing it translate to recruiting employees to the area. But that's something that I hear about quite a lot is if we invested in our quality of life, it would be easier for me to keep my employees because I'm losing them to Dallas, Denver, Houston, yada, yada. Right. Everybody, everybody wants to get out. Right. Especially the young. If you're from here and you're a young person, you want to get out. I know I did. (laughs) When I graduated in high school, I didn't look. Then they reeled you back in. Oh, they just keep bringing me back. (laughs) I mean, that's how my husband was. He went off to school and then he came back here. But there's also so much, I mean, opportunity here. I keep going back to that word. Mm -hmm. But if I also think unhappy people are going to be unhappy anywhere. That's true. They're going to be unhappy in Houston. They're going to be unhappy in Dallas. Maybe it's going to take them longer to figure it out. And they're going to put all their problems on Midland Odessa. Well, spoiler alert, that's not what's going to happen. They're going to move to those places and unhappy people will continue to be unhappy people. 100%. But happy people will choose to be happy people, whether it's here, whether it's liberal Kansas, whether it's New York City, whether it's Denver, you got to just choose to be happy. That's that's so true, right? Because, yeah, regardless of where you're at, like you said, where your feet are, that's where your roots are going to grow. Yeah. You know, if you're staying there. And even if it's for a year, okay, great. You're on a work rotation for a year. You've got a full year. What are you going to get out of it? And what are you going to put into it? Right. Um, Because you just, you don't know. You don't know. I like what you were saying earlier about small business owners and their employees and their leadership. Mm -hmm. You know, employee retention and how they treat their employees. Yeah. You know, it's not just by, okay, I'll give you another dollar. Yeah. Uh, how about $2? Are, that, are you happy now? You know, it doesn't work like that. Yeah. You know, it is about, and it relates back to when you meet with small business owners is I hear you. I see you. Yeah. Right. I appreciate I you. I appreciate you. That appreciation goes such a long ways. A huge, I mean, I, I think there's just not enough managers here in general that understand how much 
better their employees would do, how much better they would feel as managers with some words of affirmation. Right. And it, it feeds back into the, the success of the business. Right, right. Because it does. The employees are now treating their customers better. Yeah. They're motivated. Right. Yeah. So it's a win-win for everybody. Yeah, because you spend a lot of time at your business. I mean, you mo- most of your time, if you work full time, mm-hmm. yes, you've got a family, you've got pets, you've got your house, but most of your time is at work, yeah. and so you want to enjoy it um, and feel appreciated doing it. And produce something of value. Yeah, right, you right. Just, you just don't want to waste away and, you know, you just like... Time, yeah. Like yeah. making widgets all day that don't end up yep. doing anything, yep. you know. Yeah, And I feel like that is still a remnant of the industrial era. Yeah. You know, the factory, you know, just we're just cogs in the machine. Okay, you just yeah. go in, get this. It where is. There was no incentive other than your pay. Yeah. Right? Uh, but it's we've evolved so much that mm-hmm. now, okay, now we're have to incorporate the humanality into everything. Yeah. And something else that I've seen, and this is just especially unique to Midland is, I mean, we have a lot of working, we have a lot of stay at home moms here Mm -hmm. that felt like they had to make the choice between their career and their families. And I've been very fascinated when I meet with these companies that have adjusted for females that are starting a family. Okay. We're going to do a hybrid schedule with it because they see what an asset this female is to their team. And rather than lose them, um, and lose their investment in that person, they adapted and created a way for them to keep working and to move forward with the business and things like that, which I think, I'd love to see more of, but, um, and then that's also something that we're seeing with working from home. You're just seeing employees that either, you know, they're very against it or you realize, okay, well, this employee is a good employee. And so I could have a vacancy in this position or, you know, their life circumstances have changed and I'm going to have to be okay. And with a remote Friday or a remote Wednesday or Things like that. I right. mean, it's just changing your perspective on how you do business. Absolutely. And I, maybe the push, we were kind of already getting there, but the yeah. push was a global pandemic. Yeah, it kind of certainly. forced everybody online. Right. You know, and then maybe some of the uh, business owners are like, nah, I don't, no, 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 no. You're not working yeah. at home? No, that's not going to happen. Yeah. But then now it's like, oh, yeah. well, now I get to cut down my overhead. Right. I just have to, right. I give you a laptop. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, man. And I mean, that's not going to be the case forever. You're going to have to know your employee and sure. sometimes things are going to work for one employee and they're not going to work not for the other. Be. But hey, that's why you take leadership classes in management mm-hmm. and, you know, invest in that aspect so that you're able to read the situation and know what's best moving forward for the company and, you know, for that employee, hopefully. Yeah. Because, yeah, knowing your people. Yeah. Again, it's the the, the variable. The yep. All-time variable is always people. Yep. Yep. No matter what, you can't escape that fact. Yeah. No, you you can't. You know, and that's that's what makes it fun. It is. Yeah. You're just constantly adapting. Like you said that earlier, constantly pivoting, pivoting, pivoting. pivoting yep. Pivoting, yeah. Pivoting. I yeah. Because that's what it takes. That's what it takes. So part of that is is uh, contributing to uh, 
the human the human element here in Midland. Yeah. Right? And small business entrepreneurs, which I really really am, am seeing that it, it is growing because Midland is one of the best places to be an entrepreneur. Yeah, I mean, we're filled with them. I mean, we have so many entrepreneurs here um, and young entrepreneurs too, young and successful entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. which is great and rare when you look at other places where, you know, the average CEO is 50. Mm-hmm. Well. I don't know what our exact average is out here, but with a median age of 31, I bet you it's a little bit younger than 50. I mean, we just have an entrepreneurial spirit the minute you get here because Midland is not, Midland Odessa is not for the faint of heart. I mean, you get out here and you get to work and you make the best of it. Um, And if you're willing to see it that way, man, you can really have it pay off. There's lots of opportunity. Yeah. Right. So I guess that's a perfect bridgeway into a project that we have. Going yes. Yep. Right? Founders Blend. Founders Blend. I love it. Tell us about <laughs> Founders Blend. Yep. So Founders Blend is something that when I was meeting with these small businesses and I was hearing their story, um, something that I noticed they were craving and in need of was community because it can be kind of lonely at the top. And so when you are running a business, sometimes you just need camaraderie and it's hard when your every second of your life revolves around your business. You don't really get the chance to take a breath and have other people around you that are going through the same thing. Yes, maybe it's a different business, but dealing with difficult employees or the books or marketing pivot, you know, just things like that. Sometimes you just need community. And so we looked at starting, um, a 1 million cups chapter here, which is a national nonprofit and they had chapters all throughout the country and they had a chapter outside of Lubbock um, with Texas Tech. And I had visited that chapter and it's just an opportunity for young businesses less than five years old to share their story and get fellowship from other entrepreneurs to grow their business. So we went through that process of trying to become a 1 million cups chapter and they were rebranding post COVID and they were hoping to have a chapter meet every week. Well, we just knew that wasn't going to be realistic with our workforce. And so we decided to create something from the ground up alongside Second Story. They have been really pivotal in getting this up and running Founders Blend along with obviously BAM. Um, Midland College has been a great help. UT Permian Basin has been a big help. The Midland Chamber. I mean, it's taken a little bit of everybody to you know, build a website, to get a social media up and running, to get a space set up, to get our businesses lined up. But we meet the second Wednesday of every month and we have two businesses. Um, We don't have strict guidelines on those businesses. We just want them to be locally owned and operated. And, but that doesn't mean we'll have a nonprofit focused day or a franchise focused day. We have the freedom now to do that since it's our own thing. And those businesses, those two businesses, first thing in the morning over free cups of coffee, hence Founders Blend, blend. Um, they will share 
a pitch about their business and then there's Q&A with the audience and that audience is oftentimes filled with other business owners. And then it's just a good way to be intentional about networking. It yeah. exposes that business to other, you know, news connections through so our social media following and then it just connects them to other people. And even if they may not get a question there after they present, well, they probably got a conversation afterwards that's Absolutely. like, hey, I remember you were talking about yada, yada, and I, I'm going through the same thing. Do you want to go and get coffee or like set up a meeting? Yeah. Those connections are huge. Absolutely. And if we can just help to create a space to do that and it now that we're up and running, it's taking less and less time. Um, and we've also been able to do it all through donations, um, either through people's time or through donations from Community National Bank or um, people donating coffee or bagels for things. Yeah. Then that's great. We will do it. Because it's community involved. Yes. And, yeah. And that's that's the beautiful And it's free. It's, it's free, free and it's yeah. open to the public. So you don't have to be a member. You can be a micro business mm -hmm. just cutting out an hour of your time the second Wednesday of every month, eight to nine. Um, that way you can get back to the office there after nine and be ready to go, but be energized. And yes. I mean, yes, you just drank some coffee. So hopefully you've got some <laughs> caffeine in your system, but be energized because you were just around like-minded people. Yes. You're, you're filled with enthusiasm. So I know these last, after I, I leave there, I'm like, yes. Okay. You know, let's get to work. Let's get to work. Yep. You know, uh, that's great. That's what we want. That's what it's about. Yeah. Right. You're getting a small business to basically give a pitch. Yep. And, and a lot have never gone through that process yeah. putting together a pitch. Well, how do I even think in front of a big group? And right. that's where you've been helpful because you'll meet with those businesses ahead of time, go over their presentation. Hey, what is your story? Or I think you could trim this down or wait, why do you do it this way? And they don't think about those things until they're, I mean, you just get a time to hone in on, cause you do it every day, right? but how do you sell it? Exactly. And how do you sell it in a way that's not like salesy salesy? Yeah, because and that's why I try to stay away from the word pitch, because if you share your story, uh -huh. well, you're going to get people invested in. Right. In your story and they're going to have some skin in the game because they're like, oh, well, that part of your story that really resonated with me because I yada yada right. instead of a commercial or whatever it might be. Right. And I think the, the uh, end result of a lot of these or some of these businesses are going to say, oh, well, maybe I've been doing my marketing a little yeah. wrong here, right? Let yeah. me re-message, yep. right? Because now I've told my story. I've been able to put a framework on my story and bring out these elements that uh, I can say, oh, this is what I'm actually providing value. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Because you know, a small business owner, most of them, we're, they're good at what they do. Yeah. That's why they're doing it, right? Yeah. They're good at that. But- oftentimes that other element of having, you know, get it out there. What is it that you really do? Yeah. You know, I know when we started BAM that that was like a thing. BAM. Okay. BAM. That's awesome. What do y'all do? <laughs> Me with MDC every day. People are like, uh, MDC, what does that stand for again? I'm like Midland Development Corporation. That was probably the first thing I told our board uh -huh. and a few city council members. I was like, so we've all been saying the acronym MDC. Mm -hmm. We're just going to need to say Midland Development just Corporation because people just don't know. They won't know. <laughs> 
And yeah, it's just those little by little, those conversations that help people to understand what you do. That's huge. huge. So if we can provide that platform, you you know, doing a podcast like this, I mean, this has got to be huge for businesses Mm -hmm. to come on here and just share a little bit about them. Share about them because it's the same result, right? Because we we want other business owners to be listening. Right. To learn. Right. Oh, that's a problem I have in my business. Yeah. How did they solve it? Yep. Yep. Oh, okay. I can I can adapt that. Yeah. I can try that. There's so much power in, oh, me too. I'm going through that too. Yeah. I mean that to feel alone going through something, you don't want that. No. And so the more we can create that team environment, that collaboration, the safe space to be vulnerable and honest and grow, the better. That's what this is. Yeah. It is a safe space. Yeah. Right. To come out in a safe space where if you are vulnerable and you put it out there, well, guaranteed there's somebody in the audience listening that's going to, you're going to connect with them. Yeah. And they may or may not raise their hand to ask a question, which matter of fact, we are getting a lot of questions. We are. Yeah. Great questions. Yeah. It's been really great. You know, and and turnout's been good. We're hoping, you know, knock on wood here this summer that even with vacation and kids being out of school that we still have good turnout. But I think that just speaks to the need that was there. Mm -hmm. I mean, there is a time and place for the chamber. There is a time and place for the Cogdale Learning Center. There's so many, there's a time and place for BAM. But there's just something about being very intentional with just an hour out of people's mornings a month where it's free, Mm -hmm. there aren't strings attached, and they can just go. They can either be a fly on the wall or they can ask questions. Um, I think it just speaks that there was a need there. Absolutely. You know, and and it's it's, uh, like you said, it's that intentional networking. Yeah. It's creating synergy. Yes. Yeah. And I know out of every time we've already had it, I've already come away with meeting you. Ideas. Yeah. Ideas. Meeting you people that I wouldn't have met otherwise. Uh, And that's that's the power of the networking. Yeah. And then I also think it speaks that the chamber, you guys, Midland College, UTPB, they were no hesitation at all in getting involved. Second story, no hesitation at all in getting involved. They wanted, yes, we'd love to be part of that. How can we help? How can we help? I mean, that's huge. Yeah. I remember the phone call we had. I was like, Sammy, I'm in. I mean, and I was like, perfect. Don't really know what's next. Kind of waiting on one million cups here, but uh, I will let you know. And then a few months later, I was like, so we're going to be doing it all ourselves. Yeah, I was like, awesome. Yeah. Like, and it's turned out great. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't, you know, I, things happen the way they happen for Yeah, they did. And I really see this like launching, taking off. Yeah. Being something that's that's much different from what's out there now. Yeah. And it started at a place to where entrepreneurs are like yeah. number one, you know. Yep. Yep. So it's it's a it's a great foundation. Yeah. It is. <laughs> the founders. Founders, foundation. There's so many ways we can play with this. Yeah. And in the blend <laughs> part, you know, I think it's a it's a perfect name. Yeah. That's do. all second story. They came yeah. up with them. Yeah. You know, second story, those guys are, those guys are awesome and they're really ahead of their time here. Yeah. And they have been, they, Mm -hmm. you know, they did that shared co-working space prior to the pandemic. Um, and I, I did a story with them and I remember pitching it to our newsroom and our news director was like, wait, what? 
<laughs> a shared co-working space. And I was like, yeah, so picture this. Any business can go in there. They've got the Wi-Fi. They've got the coffee. They've got the stapler. They've got the printer. <laughs> you don't have, that's not, you know, you're not paying for that. You're just paying rent to have that space and yeah. be downtown. And it, you know, little did they know that a global pandemic was just around the corner and all of a sudden that shared co-working space was going to be on the forefront yeah. of people's minds thereafter. Um, and so it's been cool to see that business grow. Absolutely. And people now know, oh yeah, shared co-working space. Right. No problem. Exactly. That is a huge change huge. in just a few years. Huge. And that's part of the, the culture that I'm starting to see yeah. shift here. Yes, right. absolutely. The whole food truck scene. Yeah. You know, the, the new business. It's popular. It's popular now. Yeah. Before it was like, uh, it was so hard know. for a food truck to get going, you know. But now there's some amazing food trucks yeah. here that are actually translating into brick and mortars. Hmm. Yeah. They, yeah, we've seen that a few places. Uh, Pachuco is being one uh, of them. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Ruben and Adalia out there. Then you got uh, Joe and Ivan with the, the Roosters, uh, what is uh, Buffalo Joe's? Yep. You know, Roosters is in Midland. That's another food truck that went to a brick and mortar. Yeah, I haven't been to Roosters, oh. but I've been to Buffalo Joe's. And, oh, it's amazing. Know, I, yeah. Me and Spice Food, we go way back. <laughs> we go way back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, the, the there really is a culture that's coming here yeah. that is, is being grown. Yeah. From here. And how can you not love that? I mean, yeah. people will, again, they'll harp on Midland, but there is something to be said about the magic that can be felt here yeah. if you have the mindset to see it. Right. You know, it's, it's a get involved. Yeah. That's the thing. Get involved. You know, yep. like uh, what I tell people that when they're complaining. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, what are you doing yep. to help out? Yep. You know, are you just sitting on sidelines complaining? Yeah. Or are you, if, if you're in the trenches and you're working, you're sweating, you're trying to. And you're sense. complaining. Okay, fine. That's fine. Right? Yeah. But do something. But yeah. if you're just complaining on the outskirts, yeah. psh, I don't have time for that. There's no time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, I think that's a, a huge lesson for everybody. Yeah, right? it get, is. Get involved. Yep. Get involved. You want to, you don't like the way that things are? Well, help change it because yeah. there's other people here that are trying to change it. Yeah. Actively. And that's what's fun on these business visits. It just comes down to educating people. Mm. I mean, the stat of our median age is 31, yeah. which is much younger than a bunch of the cities that they would probably like to move to if right. oil and gas was there. <laughs> yeah. um, that blows their mind. So I love looking them in the eye and being like, so you don't like something? Well, hey, you're the majority. Get to work. Yeah. You know when the election is, you know what needs to be done, like yeah. get to work if that's how you feel. And then what's cool, and I saw this, especially in local journalism, if I did a story on something here, thereafter, you see the repercussions of your work ah. taking shift awesome. in the community. And that that can be said in getting involved. I mean, anyone who gets, you'll see that return sooner than you would maybe in other areas. Which is makes it fun. Yeah, because that's amazing that you can put a story out and see an immediate result. Not quite immediate, but like you can see it shifting. Uh -huh. And I guess it depends on the story, obviously. Right. But that's that's been very special and unique. And you can only do that in a place that is tight knit and smaller, mm. um, which 
we're lucky that we get the opportunity to do that. So anytime there's someone young complaining to me at a business visit or something like that, which it doesn't happen often, but when I pry them about quality of life, then I kind of like rip off the bandaid and they kind of unleash um, (laughs) some of their concerns uh, when you hit them with, okay, well, you are the majority. Mm -hmm. They're like, wait, what? What What do you mean? Because there's confidence in that, you know? Yeah, because I think without, if you don't look at the stats, you're just assuming, well... It's not my time yet. I'll get involved later. Mm -hmm. It's not really that season of life. Yep. Right. It's always later. Yep. It's always later. No, it's always now. Yeah. It's always now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Bam. Bam. It could be now. (laughs) It's now. (laughs) It's true. It's very true. (laughs) You know, and I'm I'm excited to be a part of it, excited to be here while it's Well, we appreciate you being part of it. Well, I'm I'm just talking about everything. Like you too, right? I'm like, like I'm glad that you are involved in this, the MDCs involved in this, that there's some, the, the major players yeah. that are developing the, econ- the local economy yeah. are involved. Yeah. You know, because it doesn't happen otherwise. No, it doesn't. It takes, and that's something my boss, Sarah Harris, the MDC executive director, she is just about as wise and intentional um, of a economic developer you could possibly, I mean, she's just, I always say if we had about seven or eight Sarah Harris's in a community, that would be the best community in the world. I don't know how she does it all so gracefully and wise, but she does. And she just has a really clear vision for making the best of this space and this community, um, making it as great of a place for her to raise her family, for us to raise our family one day as possible. I mean, she has 2050 in mind. She, I feel like, wakes up every day with how can I make Midland better long-term? And she is just very intentional with providing as many resources for our local entrepreneurs and then also building up her staff as well. I mean, I feel like she has taken two young females me and um, our marketing coordinator and administrative coordinator, young, hungry, and she recognized that from the get-go and has built us up. And that's huge to have a boss that does so in an inspiring way. And so that's been really great to see. And then it also makes you care a lot more about what you're doing right? and understanding the why to what you're doing. Mm-hmm. It makes it just a lot easier. When there's a, a shared goal and a purpose. Right. It right. makes it, you know, the whole team much better. It does. And, and I love that you just brought up, uh, you know, the female uh, aspect leadership. Yeah. Right. Is that because, I mean, we're in the year of the woman. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's, it's about time, right? Yeah. You know, so yeah. there's a lot to be said about that when you're talking about developing community. Right. When it's about community, right? Right. Because if you invest in women, that's you're going to get your biggest ROI into the community because what do women care about? Community, security, right? The, mm-hmm. What's best for the family. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, whereas before, we're just trying to make money to get money to get money for what, where's, the, where's the end goal? Oh, so we can retire. Yeah. You know, what, what about developing their community that's going to be safe and secure for yeah. as many as possible? Yeah. You know, and that's where I think the intentionality of, of women come into yeah. to give us that perspective. So I think it's, 
and uh, I I interviewed Mayor Blong here, and she yeah. brought up the uh, duality of leadership. Hmm. So it's decision making in that duality. Yeah. Right. Of the male, or the female. Yeah. Right? And hmm. it, it is representation of the larger aspect of life. Right? Yeah. There, there is the like the yin yang, right? Yeah. There's the balance, the harmony. Right. Right. Which is constantly fluctuating. Yeah. And you know, Sarah is just the perfect example of. You have to be, there's no point in burning a bridge ever. And she's just so wise in that yin and yang and reading the room and being smart about, okay, at the end of the day, like we all kind of have the same battle. We want Midland to do well. I mean, people that are cheering for this community to not do well, I don't think there's a lot of them. There really aren't. I mean, at the end of the day, we all really do want this area to be successful. Even the complainers. Even the complainers want this community to do well. And so when you have the same end goal, don't get stuck in the weeds with getting frustrated with each other or, I mean, there's just no point in wasting your energy in that. And so I think that's been really pivotal for me to see someone just be so intentional with hearing everyone out no matter what. I mean, that's huge. It is, especially for that position. Yeah. You know, that's what is needed. Yeah. Position. Yeah. 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 She is just, again, if we could have eight Sarah Harris's everywhere, man, we'd be rocking and rolling. We're good. good. Yeah, we really would. So it's been a big gift to be able to have a front row seat to the way she does things and just take in as many notes as possible. Yes. Yeah. Because the the trans, the trans, uh, transition of knowledge. Yeah. Right. That's something that's, that's, uh, we need. Yeah. Right. Uh, here at BAM, I'm trying to soak up as much as I can from my business partner. Yeah. You know, because he's already been Same there thing. and done it. Yep. Yep. You exactly. Know? So what is it that I can learn? Yeah. So that I can implement. Yep. In the in this in this new era. Yep. Right? Yeah. Because things are constantly changing. Yeah. Right. It's true. So how do we implement like good values that, that can have a purpose? And move forward. And move forward for the greater yeah. good. Yeah. It's right. true. And I, you know, and I, like you said, everybody wants a better middle and everybody wants yeah. a better. Yeah. You know, and I think that we are taking those small little steps yeah, to get we there, are. right? We're eating the elephant one bite at a time. We sure are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we really are. Yeah, we still got our ways to go, but man, it's fun. It's a fun journey. Yeah. Uh, That's what makes it exciting yeah. and entertaining. Absolutely. Yeah. If everything was already solved, we're like, well. Yeah, be easy. Yeah, too easy. Too easy. You don't want too that. Too easy. No. You know, we live in a Wally world, right? Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> need some struggle. Yes. Yep. You need a struggle. Yep. Well, Miss Sammy, still, it's been a pleasure. Well, thank you. Yes, ma'am. Do you have anything else that you would like to impart upon the entrepreneurs of Midland? Keep getting after it. I mean, it. not everyone is cut out to be an entrepreneur. And so those that are grinding and just working hard at it every day when they feel like no one's even paying attention, we're cheering for you. Yeah. We want you to be successful. And then, you know, if you're a local business and you're growing, expanding, you just want to hear more about Midland Development Corporation, I'd be happy to do a business retention and expansion, a BRE (laughs) visit with them. And I did one with you guys um, early on last year, and that led to just having you guys on my radar moving forward helps when I hear of future projects and things. Oh, well, we can bring in this person. I mean, my job is really to be a bridge or liaison. And so if there's a small business that's 
watching this, listening to this, that they want to hear a little bit more about MDC or some other opportunities here for their business, I'd be happy to meet with them and assist in any way we can. So how would they get a hold of you? So I can, they can email me at ssteele at midlandtechsedc.com. Also, if they just search Sammy Steele on Facebook or Instagram, they're happy to DM me or message me. Um, and then also my info can be found on MDC's website as well. And we make it as pretty easy as we can on contacting for sure. us. So reach on out for BRE visit. <laughs> By Sammy Steele. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. And how do, uh, if they want to get involved in Founders Blend? So we will have our next Founders Blend is going to be at Second Story downtown. You can also follow our social media. It's at Founders Blend on Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, and we will be switching off locations. It's not always going to be at Second Story. We're going to try to have some out at UT Permian Basin's seed building that they've just redone at Midland College. Hopefully here, if there's, you know, a smaller group, um, we would love to you just grow that entrepreneur community as much as possible. So second Wednesday of every month, if you want to donate coffee or hat, swags, promotional events, whatever, or promotional items, we would be happy to do so, accept those because, you know, we want to continue to have this be a free thing. And, um, just get involved. Come to a come to a meeting. You can sure. even just stream it, even if you can't make it. Well, you can stream us on Facebook and on YouTube, and it'll be like you're practically there. Yeah. So come on in, and like you said, get involved. Yeah. Show up, get involved, see yeah. what it's about. Yeah. Uh, and then if you're an entrepreneur, or small business, and want to actually tell your story, yeah, that you can go to foundersblend.com. Yep. Yeah. If you want to present, mm-hmm. if that is up your alley, yeah. Foundersblend.com, you'll just go to the tab that says present. You fill out a short form and we'll reach out to you um, and get you get you up there ready to pitch your story um, at our next Founders Blend meeting in July. So we've got our Founders Blend speakers for June, Tall City Sneakers and Insignia Hospitality. They'll be our speakers, our presenters uh, in June. But July, we need a few. And then um, August, once school is back in session, I think we'll be rocking and rolling. There we go. So yeah. come on, you heard it from Sammy Steele herself. Yeah. Involved. Hey yo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it was a pleasure, Sammy. Thank, Thank you. So you. Much for Thank you. Thank you so much. It was an honor. I appreciate yeah. it. Till next time. Till next time. <laughs> Bam. Bam. <laughs> <laughs>